Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reach, a show about living your very best life. First of all, I want to thank so much the incredible caregivers uh, that I just spoke with in Winnipeg and Saskatoon. You guys inspired me. Um, it was a great trip, and I really appreciate all the comments and the way you're helping so many people with anxiety, depression, and all the things that go along with that. So a shout out first and foremost there. Um, One of the great gifts of having a radio show is I get to interview people who I think their message is so important. And today I have a brilliant, brilliant guest. Um, I've had the honor to um, hear him speak twice and I follow him, of course. He's just amazing. His name is Dr. Michael Clapper. He is a gifted clinician, an internationally recognized teacher and quite the sought after after speaker on diet and health. Now, Dr. Clapper has practiced medicine for more than 40 years and is a leading educator in a Applied Plant-Based Nutrition and Integrative Medicine. We'll find out all about that. Now, Dr. Clapper believes that proper nutrition and balanced lifestyle is essential for health, much like myself, and in many cases can make the difference between healing an illness or merely treating its symptoms. He serves on the staff of True North Health Center in Santa Rosa, California, an amazing place that people have transformative changes going on there. It's a nutritionally based medical clinic and he teaches his students and patients that healthy comes from healthy living. He is passionate and dedicated to the healing and flourishing of all living beings and of the planet itself. He walks the walk and he talks the talk and I am so excited to have him back today. Welcome back, Dr. Clapper. Well, thank you so much, Sandra. It's an honor and a pleasure to be with you and your listeners. So, there is so much to talk about, and um, I, I named, you know, in the bio I talked about, and the, the blurb about the show, it's the food, it's the food, it's the food, because when I hear you speak, you say that a lot. It's the food, it's the food, it's the food. What on earth do you mean? Well, I do a standard version of Western medicine, and in my office at True North Health Center, people sit in front of me across my desk with the standard array of Western diseases. They're obese, they've got high blood pressure, they've got clogged arteries, they've got type 2 diabetes, and a whole garden of inflammatory reactions in their skin, their joints, their gut, their nervous system. And they're sitting in front of me with a head full of confusion from all the things they've been told by friends and relatives and what they've read on the internet and and they are generally puzzled doctor why am I sitting here in this body I'm, I'm overweight diabetic hypertensive clogged up is it my genes is that the problem is it the is it the pesticides on my food what is the problem and I have a plaque on my wall right behind where I'm sitting and I point to it and it says three words on the first line it's the food And the second line really brings it home. The second line says, it's been the food all along. 
Wow. And and that's the truth of it. You know, your mother didn't know, my mother didn't know. But in infancy, we we at age six months of age, when the when when we're still nursing at the breast, uh, that bottle of baby lamb, baby chicken, baby turkey is open, and from that point on, three times a day, animal flesh is slathered on our intestinal tract, and this basically plant digesting body is put on a flesh-based diet and then we add all the sugars and hydrogenated oils and processed foods and no wonder um, our body uh, starts getting clogged up and obese and these diseases appear. There's no mystery. It's the food. If you eat a whole food plant-based diet, your body stays lean and your arteries stay open and diabetes doesn't develop and and the same condition, the same diet can reverse those diseases. So it's the food, it's the food, it's the food. Health comes from healthy living, and that starts with healthy eating. I noticed you mentioned plant digesting body. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people listening will say, what's he talking about? What do you mean? Are we meant to be plant digesting people? Oh, absolutely. And for anyone who has any question about this, I refer them uh, to the wonderful YouTube presentation by my friend and colleague, Dr. Milton Mills, M-I-L-L-S, on is man an herbivore or an omnivore? And there's no question we have an herbivorous body. We we came from the same roots where all the primates did, and all our ancestors, all our cousins, uh, the gorillas, chimpanzees, spend their di- their days up in trees uh, eating leaves and fruits, and, and we have the same digestive system. We are not carnivorous apes. We are not flesh-eating animals, and when we try to uh, eat the diet of mountain lions, uh, nasty bacteria get spawned in our guts, and our arteries start to clog up. We come over Beasts, etc. Uh, there's no question. Uh, we are uh, we are herbivores, and anything outside of that kingdom uh, is going to lead us to a body that is not healthy. That makes sense to me. People every day come up to me all the time asking if we're herbivores. How did it happen that we ended up eating meats? Like, and why do we see even reference to meat in the Bible? Like, these are just the questions people ask me. I wonder what you would say. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm sure uh, meat was introduced um, for survival reasons. Uh, our, again, a million years ago on the African savannas, when our uh, when our foraging, scavenging ancestors came across a zebra carcass rotting in the sun, I'm sure they probably took advantage of that if they were if they were really hungry or, or starving to death. And and animal flesh can be an emergency fuel, literally, when you are starving to death. Okay, fair enough. Uh, uh, you do what you have to do, but that's not the situation today and when we make uh, animal flesh a steady part of uh, the foundation of our diet like we have now uh, well we see the the trillions of dollars we wind up spending trying to fix the diseases that diet spawns um, there's a you know, there's just no question that our body is is beautifully designed to digest, uh, you know, a plant-based diet with lots of fiber. But unlike your house cat that's got a very short digestive system, uh, when we start putting meat in there, it rots and, and gives us colon cancers and uh, and a whole host of diseases. 
This is uh, this is a violation of of, uh, of of basic biology. Where did it come from? Very simple. Look down in the bottom right hand corner of the posters that tell you about your food group choices, and you'll see four letters that explain it. USDA in this country is the Department of Agriculture who's making up the food guidelines. We're, we are the only Western country where the Agriculture Department is telling us what to eat. Uh, why is the Agriculture Department making the nutritional guidelines for human? Things. They they exist to promote the sale of meat and dairy products. Well, what do you think they're going to tell you? They're going to tell you they have animal flesh with every meal, they have milk with every meal. And the truth is that's an aberration since World War II. Uh, we, we, this country evolved, everyone living on farms, and you may have had pot roast on Sunday and fish on Friday, but that was it. The rest of the week, you ate out of your garden. You ate cabbage stews and potato soups. Yeah, you didn't go killing your chickens every night for buffalo wings, that's for sure. You, you run out of chickens pretty quickly doing that. But it's only since World War II the billions of dollars were subsidizing the corn and soybeans to shovel down the gullets of these billions of cows and pigs and chickens every year. Um, it's, it's a matter of economics and money. Uh, rather than biology and, and good health. And again, the results are painfully clear to see any physician uh, who's, uh, uh, who's treating these Western diseases and, and to anyone who gets on the bus or the subway, uh, you, you see the reality of what our diet's doing to us. We're, we're transgressing natural law. Natural law says we should be eating plants. So, you know, just to contextualize this, you grew up on a dairy farm, I do believe. I did. I sure yeah. did. And, um, you know, I guess that part of where you're speaking comes from and all, you know, I know you're working on a book is getting the message out. It still seems to be that although there are definitely people who know this and are following this, it still seems to be I feel like a minority in my world. And it still seems to be something that people really resist. So, A, my question is, um, is it the fact that you feel that it's killing people that makes you personally so pla- passionate about this topic? And B, why is there so much resistance? What's going on? Oh, that's such a profound question, Sandra. Uh, and uh, the woman of your intelligence gets right to the, right to the heart of the issue there. Um, Thank you. What's really going on? It's it's become so culturally normalized um, that, of course, you got where's my protein? Protein equals meat, and the. Again, the, the meat industry, the dairy industry have been experts uh, in, 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 in weaving this into the fabric of, uh, of life, uh, of modern life there, that of course you, you have to have animal flesh with every meal. Uh, but again, uh, this is an artifact of, of modern economics and there's no, there's no biology involved. This is a matter of money and pandering to taste. And people love to have that salty, chewy, uh, greasy sensation in their mouth that meat provides and and again salt sugar and fat are very addictive and we found ways to to slather meat with barbecue sauce and things with that's salty and sugary and fatty and we have to cook it you know if you see a piece of raw meat your mouth doesn't water that should tell us something uh, but we uh, uh, we have to do something to disguise its, its actual nature it's not a natural act to be eating the, the flesh of animals you know I invite people to think about you know jump on the back of the nearest cow you see open your mouth and take a big bite out of its backside what are you going to find your, your mouth is very small and your teeth are very short and you can't bite through that muscle that animals hide let alone its muscle uh, the idea that we're supposed to be eating flesh and the whole paleo 
nonsense. Like every like every Neanderthal had a mastodon in the freezer and spent all day eating mammoth meat. I'm a, I'm a caveman. The truth of it is most hunts were unsuccessful. Most time the guys came back empty-handed to camp. If they did bag some poor animal and drag its carcass back, it rotted within days. It became toxic. Uh, most The idea that we had flesh with every meal is an illusion. The uh, It's a myth. Uh, most calories, when we examine the, the fossilized fecal droppings of, of our paleolithic ancestors, and we see the massive amounts of fiber these people ate, uh, the majority of calories brought into the paleolithic camp were gathered by the women who spent all day pulling up roots and tubers and edible grasses and harvesting nuts and, and fruits. Uh, once again, the women got us through the tough times, but this idea <laughs> that we were macho folks back then eating meat all day uh, is a myth. Uh, the paleo folks are likely to believe that, but it's simply not true. And the, the when you look around the world, the primitive not primitive, the folks who are still true to their uh, traditional plant-based diet, the Tarahumara Indians and uh, folks up in the Andes, they're, they're lean and healthy and they, they live on rice and beans and uh, various types of plant-based foods. The, the biggest, strongest animals on the planet are, are plant-based. Elephants and buffaloes and giraffes and gorillas grow to thousands of pounds of mammalian muscle without ever eating cheeseburgers. We certainly can do the same, uh, same as well. This is strictly about taste seduction and economics. It has nothing to do with nutrition and certainly nothing to do with health. Fascinating. So we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, you know, we're going to go into all the diseases that can show up uh, eating this way, including if you're listening and you have a digestive problem. That's really actually what took me down this route. If you have a digestive problem, Dr. Clapper's our guy. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about digestion. We're going to talk about probiotics, gut biome. What is that? We'll find out all about that. We'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. 
change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. We're back. We're back on Straight Talk with Sandra. He's talking with the brilliant Dr. Clapper. I do want to start by saying that I am very much of the belief that there's many ways of living life. So the way I sort of deal with the radio show and different opinions is I'm interested, obviously, in a scientific approach. So I want to mention that you know, what's being talked about today is based on science, not based on an opinion, because that wouldn't work for me. Now, on the break, I was talking to Dr. Clapper on what he's been up to lately, and he told me he just testified at the American Medical Association. Um, What were you testifying about? Well, every year, the American Medical Association has policies uh, regarding everything from foods in schools and in uh, uh, in uh, the SNAP program, government uh, assistance programs, as well as foods in hospitals. And up until now, it had been pretty raggedy. We we approve the use. We encourage the use of healthy foods in these programs. It's pretty nebulous that let the food directors uh, in the hospitals, etc., get away with this uh, the cheapest uh, foods they could get. So their bottom line stayed uh, black. Uh, but really, the p- people were suffering were eating these foods. So this year, when the uh, when the House of Delegates got around to hearing input about their resolutions. Uh, Dr. Neil Barnard from Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine called me and asked if I would come to Chicago to testify, uh, along with other physicians. We had about 15 of us there uh, to testify to the House of Delegates saying, listen, when those trays come up from dietary in the hospital, uh, what what is under those uh, metal domes when the patient opens it up is a powerful statement to them. And if it's filled with bacon and sausages and cold cuts, which the World Health Organization has declared class one carcinogens, gives you colon cancer, and we're serving it to the patients. It's telling them either, yeah, we know about the science, but we don't care about it, or we don't care about you. We know it's a cancer causer, but we're going to serve it to you anyway. It's a really disrespectful, cynical message. And and because 80% of the people who work in hospitals are overweight or obese, it's really affecting even the people who work there. So all the way around, we said it's time to change, and we um, had them reword their, their policy statements so uh, that it was encouraging the use of plant, healthy, whole food, plant-based options, and that bacon, sausage, and prepared meats would be eliminated from uh, the dietary choices in hospitals. And the same with the uh, SNAP program, when the, uh, uh, the folks uh, who are on uh, Medicaid 
uh, go to shop, they find their vouchers are only good for uh, for junk foods and soft drinks and, and candy bars. And uh, we want the uh, AMA to encourage them to make those vouchers good for plant-based foods and no longer vi- valid for the junk foods. And that was the resolution that got approved. And uh, so between the two, both these resolutions got approved. So we uh, count that as a major victory. And now Dr. Uh, Barnard uh, and his campaigns can say the American Medical Association supports our view that plant-based nutrition in hospitals um, is a key to getting people healthier. And it's a true statement. And so uh, thank you. Dr. Barnard's been on the show. And Uh I know the work you guys are doing is tireless. It's so that's a huge, huge accomplishment. Really amazing. Yeah, we feel good about when you say class one carcinogen, so everyone's clear, and you're talking about sausage and bacon, like how serious is a class one carcinogen so that people understand what that means? Oh, it's, it's highly significant. Uh, many uh, chemicals, uh, foods, etc., have the ability to cause uh, cancer, um, but some only in high amounts. Some of them are suspected of being carcinogens. Those are class two and class three uh, uh, carcinogens. But a class one, there is no question. This stuff causes cancer. This is like a c- cigarette smoke is a class one carcinogen. Ah, and, okay, and cigarette so, smoke. Yes. So uh, they put, if you're smearing bacon and sausages on your colon lining day after day after day, you're going to generate a colon cancer. It's pretty, pretty a sure bet. And so that's a class one carcinogen, and that's just what those foods do. So glad to get them off the, the, the menu at the hospitals. Well, it's huge what you've done, and it's huge for people staying in a hospital because you're you're already in a compromised position, and really? then to be fed things, uh, you know, you're sort of at the mercy of the hospital to a certain extent. So I think that's really a big thing. I think that um, for our listeners, this class one carcinogen is extremely important because I was, you know, waiting for you to mention smoking, and these days most people who would listen to the show or you would talk to would never consider lighting up a cigarette. But I don't think most people think of sausage and um, cold cuts as the same thing as smoking. But class one is class one. Mm-hmm. Again, that's the science. There we've got it. Now, I said we'd talk about digestion. Um, Dr. Clapper, you probably don't know this. Why would you? But many years ago, how I ended up on this road is I was out. I had flown to South Carolina where they love their meat and dairy, mm-hmm. as many places do. And I was living the life and enjoying myself. And I was having a steak where they served the steak with butter on top of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, well, isn't this lovely? And I was so ill from that steak in terms of a digestive problem that I... I I remember digging my nails into my hand. I didn't know what was going on. And little by little, that started me down my journey of what you would call it's the food, it's the food, it's the food. It certainly worked for me. Um, People, There are a lot of people, I feel I was lucky because I feel my body spoke to me. There's a lot of people who they don't get that message. So they're not suffering. What do, you know, why their body feels fine. They're feeling good. What is the digestive fallout of all this what you know and and you know I'll, I'll add into that what the heck is this leaky gut you talk about what is that right well this is a, a multi-leveled uh, question and answer <laughs> of course uh, we're, work hard. <laughs> fair enough uh, challenge accepted uh, we're every day we're learning more and more about how 
our certainly our digestive system, our, our gastrointestinal system, our stomach, our, our small intestine, large intestine, and the associated organs uh, play such a key role in in everything that has to do with our health. And not only does the the digestive system extract nutrients from the um, uh, from the food that we eat, but also the food we eat changes us in many ways. And one is that uh, uh, with Every uh, the meal, the constituents, the molecules of every food we eat within minutes are washing through every cell in our body. And uh, when in our tissues, our, our, our DNA lies unfolded and, and the food turns genes on and turns genes off, it plays our DNA like a piano. And, uh, and the science is called nutrigenomics. It's how our food turns genes on and turns genes off. And so um, starting you know, from this basic fact, we're seeing that an animal-based diet is going to turn on certain genes and a plant-based diet is going to turn on other genes. And the, the animal-based diet tends to turn on genes that incite inflammation uh, and spawn cancers and fan cancer growth, where the plant-based diets, uh, nutrients, uh, tend to turn on tumor suppressor genes and they, they are they're antioxidants. They are stabilizing phytonutrients. And so the very nature of the molecules that the digestive system delivers to our tissue is fundamentally different between plants and animals. And then we are now learning that the food we eat determines the microbes that live in our gut. Oh, if you, if you uh, eat a lot of sugar, you're going to summon up sugar-eating bacteria in your guts, and they create all sorts of mischief. Well, you eat a flesh-based diet. You are eating lots of uh, substance called carnitine and choline, and you will spawn a population of microbes in your gut that eat carnitine and choline. They don't care about you. They care about that next chicken breast or salmon steak coming down because they they will turn that choline and carnitine into a molecule called trimethylamine, which your liver turns into trimethylamine oxide. So what? Well, this is a molecule from hell. This drives cholesterol into the artery walls. And and my concern, and, and I'm, I'm starting to see it happen, is that these the folks who are eating the meat, you say, what's, you know, what they, what's wrong? They look fine. They look all healthy, and uh, they seem to be getting away with it, but they're not. And the truth is, that, again, um, uh, what's really happening in their arteries? I don't care how ripped and buff this guy looks on the treadmill. What's happening in his prostate gland? What's happening in his colon wall? What's happening in his arteries? This man is brewing up diseases. And here's the guy who drops dead on the treadmill at 49, who develops colon cancer when he's 52. And, and you know, most of these folks are young, and they, they can, you can get away with a lot of things, or apparently you can when, when you're young, but you're not really. And my fear is these folks are spawning a host of diseases and uh, and uh, that the, especially the paleo folks are setting themselves up for an epidemic of colon cancer, clogged arteries, strokes, heart attacks, autoimmune disease, diabetes. Uh, this is a diet of death. This is not a natural uh, diet for homo sapiens. We are not carnivorous apes, no matter what we're being told. And you eat that kind of diet, you're going to spawn some lethal diseases. And I'll put a my, I'll put a hundred dollar bill on the table that you're going to start seeing the paleo diet associated with colon cancer, paleo diet associated with strokes, paleo diet associated with autoimmune disease, <laughs> because these microbes 
you asked about leaky gut or these microbes, uh, along with a lot of other things that are eaten along with this alcohol, chlorinated water, uh, antibiotics in meat, uh, all these things uh, change the microbes in our guts, they injure our gut wall, and food proteins that have no business leaking into our bloodstream start leaking into our bloodstream and flow through tissues and set off uh, inflammatory reactions, autoimmune diseases. Again, uh, rice and beans and greens don't do that, uh, but uh, you start eating uh, a lot of animal flesh, and again, uh, there, there is uh, some evil diseases set off uh, in many tissues from that. So uh, I'm, I'm sitting here with uh, bated breath or white knuckles from my paleo friends and patients. Uh, there are people I love. I've got relatives uh, eating this way, and they just will not listen. They, they love that taste of that steak in their mouth. But oh my, what they're brewing in their body causes me great concern as a physician. Well, yeah, hearing it from a doctor is it's so important. You know, but what sometimes people will talk about, you know, that there is, well, first of all, let me distinguish between plant-based and vegan because I think you talk a lot about whole food plant-based, and I yep. think that's important that people understand potato chips are vegan, but that's not what you're talking about, correct? Exactly. A very important point. And when we start processing foods and adding a bunch of salt and oil and sugar and all that, that really degrades the, the quality of the food. We're talking about whole plant foods here, rice and beans and greens and lentil stews and, and uh, tofu stir fries and healthy, uh, healthy whole plant foods. Yes. Great. Okay. So if we're saying... If we're saying that, you know, not eating that way causes a host of diseases, what do you say when people come to you, and this must happen, mm-hmm. when there are people eating a whole food plant-based diet and they're still getting sick and they mm-hmm. must say to you, doctor, you see, you only live once. What's the difference? Everybody's getting cancer anyways. What uh-huh. is your answer? Right. Well, certainly everybody isn't getting cancer. If you really look at what the people who are getting the cancer are really eating, you start seeing why they're uh, why they're, uh, they're getting the cancers. Uh, but uh, if people are not doing well on a whole food, plant based diet, there's something they're not doing right. And I'm glad that you mentioned this um, because I did a webinar on this very topic that people can watch because so many people have come to me with that very concern. If people go to my website, drclapper.com, and it's all spelled out D O C T O R K L A P E R.com, one P and Clapper, uh, and you click on webinars, you will see a webinar that I did called Thriving on a Plant Based Diet. And I go through the four or five major pitfalls that people uh, can encounter that keeps them from thriving on it. And uh, they're just not eating enough fresh uh, fruits and vegetables or they're living off of uh, uh, veggie burgers and granola bars and Amy's frozen dinners. Uh, no, no aspersions on Amy there. Uh, but you can't, you can't be healthy and vital with, without lots of salads and fruits and, and fresh vegetables. Um, and some folks, if you don't have a good iodine source, in your diet, some sea vegetables or a pinch of iodized salt, uh, you may wind up with an iodine deficiency and that in turn uh, prevents your thyroid gland from making enough thyroxine. And I think a lot of these folks who are, doctor, I'm not feeling so good on this diet, really have a subclinical hypothyroidism from an iodine deficiency. And once they add the sea vegetables back in or the pinch of iodized salt, um, woo, they feel much better. And uh, so that can be a possible reason. Omega-3 fats are another 
issue, and we talk about them. So I go through this, the well, actually about six or eight uh, issues that people need to make sure that they are doing properly in their diet. And if you do that, then then most folks should absolutely thrive on a plant-based diet. Uh, we don't have a congenital meat deficiency. It, uh, if people aren't thriving, it's not because they aren't having animal flesh. With one caveat, I must admit, uh, people uh, say, I tried to be a vegan once, it didn't work, and now I'm eating meat and I feel better. As I mentioned earlier, we start feeding animal flesh to our babies when they're six months old. And you put animal flesh on the human intestine three times a day throughout infancy and childhood and puberty in their teens and their 20s and their 30s. Um, you'll become dependent upon animal flesh. It has preformed muscle nutrients, carnitine, creatine, that your body makes. But if it's coming in three times a day preformed in in the food you're eating, then your own genes for making carnitine, creatine, et cetera, they downregulate. They say, hey, we don't have to make this stuff. It's coming in preformed. And uh, I believe that the, the folks who grew up eating animal flesh have a dependency upon these animal-based nutrients. And when you suddenly stop after you hear this radio show or see forks over knives and you suddenly stop, most people have no problem making that transition. But some will. They won't. Be able, they, it may take them a couple of weeks or months to gear up their carnitine, creatine synthesis. And in that time, they may feel not uh, as powerful as they would like to. And then they eat some meat and that preformed nutrient, uh, the preformed carnitine and creatine washes their tissues and whoa, they feel better. And they say, ah, vegan, schmegan, I'm a paleo guy, I'm a carnivore. But what, is, what are we watching? That is not normal human physiology. That is an acquired dependency that was created by feeding a human infant animal flesh three times a day while still nursing. And I've delivered over 400 babies and have watched about 30 of them be raised as vegans and marry other vegan folks, have healthy vegan kids, grow big and strong. And these folks do not get meat cravings. These folks, their mouth does not water when they walk past a barbecue. They are physiologically different creatures uh, because they haven't ex- been exposed uh, uh, to a flesh-based diet. So it's not a matter of human. Uh, this is humans need meat. No, we don't. Uh, but you can create a dependency upon it, which you can wean off. And if people want to adopt, most people have a, no problem adopting a plant-based diet just 100% right away. But if you find that uh, after a few days you're not feeling great, have a tiny piece of animal flesh and see how long you can coast on that, four or five days or longer until you think your body may need some more, and then have another little piece, less than the size of a deck of playing cards, not a big 16-ounce porterhouse. And, and gradually, as your genes start picking up the synthesis that they have to do, or your enzymes, um, uh, start synthesizing the carnitine, creatine. Now, then you stretch out the time between the animal flesh greater and greater until eventually it drops out of your diet. So, uh, and I give people plenty of slack to do that. And and I think that's what we're watching. It's not an all or none. Aha, see, I didn't do good on plant-based diet. I need meat. Well, you know, you've got a dependency here that you may need to wean off of. But I think that's what we're seeing. It's not a it's not a black and white issue. And uh, people like to like that taste of meat, so they want to stake defending it the truth is it hurts them and, and we should all for our individual sake as well as this planet's sake start weaning the meat out of our diet here 
It almost sounds like then, you know, if somebody, uh, you know, listeners switch to plant-based and let's say they're doing okay and, you know, a couple of years down the road or whatever, they still face life-threatening illness. It almost sounds, if I read between the lines, is that if we go through challenges, it's not because of the switch to the plant-based diet. It's probably because of how we started our lives. Oh, it's a huge factor. Of course, uh, you know, when we're infants, we're very plastic. If you want to make a world champion gymnast, what do you do? You find a little three or four year old kid and you start you take him to the to the gym right away. And you, and that's how important our early experiences are. And certainly when it comes to training your digestive system, um, the food that we uh, smear on our digestive membranes uh, three times a day throughout infancy and childhood and teens, that certainly changes us. The intestinal mucus sets up for extracting mucus extracting nutrients out of that the meat-based food mass the um, the enzymes in the intestinal wall become the most efficient for absorbing the nutrients out of a meat-based food mass the liver enzymes set up to be the most efficient for dealing with that food stream and then when you if you suddenly change to a plant-based diet you know you've done a 180 degree change on the food stream instead of high in fat it's low in fat instead of high in sugars low in sugar instead of low in fiber high in fiber instead of high in protein low lower in protein. And, and some folks, um, their intestinal mucus, their membrane uh, enzymes may not be so efficient at making that change to extract the nutrients out of a plant-based food stream. might take them a few months to make the transition in their microbes and their enzymes and the mucus consistency. And, and that lag period is what can get people feeling not so great. But if they just stick in there with it, and, and again, Watch my video, make sure you're getting enough iodine, make sure you're getting enough omega-3s, make sure you're getting enough magnesium, etc. You know, eat the foods. Um, time is on your side. The body will uh, take to this diet. And and you see so many of the diseases that were animal-based uh, or from an animal-based diet uh, fade away. You know, when you when you stop hitting yourself in the head with a hammer, the, the headaches stop. And you, you stop, uh, really, and you stop eating a, a diet that's full of fat and salt and sugar and and, and, and cooked animal flesh, uh, the obesity melts away and the arteries open up and the high blood pressure goes down and the skin clears up and the migraines go away and the asthma gets better and, and the intestines start working again. And you see, it was the food all along. Yeah. So, you know, till now we've talked a lot about meat, but I want to make sure that, we're, you know, it's clear that this in, also includes milk and dairy and cheese and all that stuff. Now, what's the scoop with the milk? Oh, absolutely. As, as he said, I grew up on a dairy farm in Wisconsin and uh, yeah. lots of cows. Well, I sure won't uh, let that stuff pass my lips. If there was one food that I would make disappear from the American diet immediately or the Western diet, uh, it would be everything made from that white liquid that comes out of the udder of a cow. Um, it, babe, you know, uh, cow's milk is meant to turn a 65-pound calf into a 700-pound cow as rapidly as possible. It is baby calf growth fluid. That's what this stuff is. And if you're a baby calf, that's great. But if you are a woman with a breast tumor or a guy with a prostate tumor, it is, the milk is full of growth factors, full of uh, IGF-1, the most powerful growth-promoting molecule known to biology, and, and milk causes tremendous amounts of that to be made in the body. And very disturbingly, something the dairy industry did, they didn't think they didn't need to tell the public about it. But on my uncle's farm in the 50s, when a cow... Uh, 
uh, was fertile, um, we would lock her up and, uh, and uh, the breeder guy would come out and ram a tube of bull semen into her uterus and squeeze the bulb and make her pregnant. And she would then, she would stop giving milk. A pregnant mammal doesn't lactate, and there's a good reason for that. Uh, and my uncle had to accept that, that, uh, well, bossy number 17 is not going to give milk till she has her calf in the spring. But in today's modern dairy operations, with thousands of cows, they can't afford to have their best milkers go offline for months at a time. So now they've genetically modified the cows. And today's modern milk is extracted from uh, cows that are pregnant with their next calf. Well, today's dairy products are made from the milk of pregnant cows. Oh. As a result, the estrogen content is through the roof. Pregnant mammals have huge amounts of estrogen and it's all, and the milk is full of it. And they've done studies. You give kids a glass or two glasses of milk, their testosterone levels plummet, their urine is filled with with estrogens and progesterone and no wonder our little girls are going through puberty at age eight and nine uh, no wonder women are sprouting out so many breast lumps estrogens make the prostate gland unstable guys who eat dairy products get more prostate cancer um, this is an estrogen laced growth promoting liquid meant for baby calves and uh, unless you see a baby calf looking back in you in the mirror uh, I urge folks <laughs> get your protein someplace else this stuff has really become toxic and I I urge people to uh, uh, to see they can live big, healthy, strong lives without uh, without dairy products. And and when you eliminate them, watch your nose stop running, your bronchitis gets better, your asthma gets better, your skin clears up, and you'll see it was the food, especially the dairy products, uh, all along. So uh, very briefly, we got to take a break. But the estrogen-laced foods of our childhood can that be reversed in terms of our bodies, like the damage it's done, or sometimes is it too late? Uh, you hope, but uh, we're seeing breast cancer in younger and younger girls. The girls who uh, have early puberty go on to get more breast cancer. This is serious business. We got to stop feeding this stuff to our kids. I think it's a major cause of precocious puberty. It's not the pesticides and plasticizers. It's the dairy. It's the estrogens in the milk. Right. Okay. Um, So we'll take a short break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about sugar. We're going to talk about oil. We're going to talk about all sorts of fascinating things with the amazing, passionate Dr. Clapper. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-504. Or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. 
Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. It always goes so fast when I talk to Dr. Michael Clapper. He is so... You are so passionate and so informed about health and wellness and and you're tireless. You go all around the country spreading the word. I was asking you before, before I go any further, what drives your car on this? Like what makes you like, you know, go everywhere, speak to everybody. And you're always so nice to straight talk also to come on the show. What, What drives that car? Oh, what a delicious question. Uh, <laughs> I really care about ending suffering in everyone, certainly in my medical patients. Uh, it's dreadful to have a stroke or to have a heart attack and you can't walk out of the, to the mailbox without getting out of breath. To have these terrible autoimmune diseases, digestive diseases, it causes me such distress to see my patients suffering these diseases, especially when we now realize that they're causing them themselves by what they're deciding to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So uh, from, as that physician being that I have inside that just wants people to be happy and healthy is the primary driver. But also, I care deeply about this planet. I care deeply about the other creatures on this planet. And I see we humans are plundering, are destroying this amazing planet, largely due to our insatiable desire for animal flesh. Um, the, uh, the industrial production of meat is the number one driving force behind all the major environmental devastation we're facing. This is why the forests are being cut down in the Amazon to make grazing land and cropland for beef. It's where most of the water is going in this country country to irrigate alfalfa and corn and soybeans to make meat. Uh, it's where most of the soil is eroding off corn and soybean fields to make uh, to, to make cheap cheeseburgers. Uh, most pesticides are sprayed on corn and soybean fields, so the, the, those chemicals and the manure the animals make create most water pollution. On every level, it's this insatiable uh, the desire for, for animal flesh and the huge production cost of it um, that are destroying this planet. And I look at every young child I see and, and I want to apologize to them about what we've done to the planet and what we are continuing to do um, to their future. And again, these paleo folks are saying, oh, eat more meat, yeah, eat more meat. Um, it's an arrogant, unsustainable, uh, elitist um, uh, approach to nutrition. It would take three planet Earths 
to, to give the 8 billion people on this planet a flesh-based meal three times a day. What are they talking about? We've got to go to a plant-based diet if we want a future, if we want to stop global warming. The most, most methane, carbon dioxide, and nitrous oxide, the three greenhouse gases, are released during production of animal, uh, animal agriculture. So all the way around, that's also driving my car. Is is um, I am working for the kids. I'm working for the animals. I'm working mm-hmm. for the earth, and uh, that, along with my patience, is what makes me get on that airplane and uh, or or do a video or an, uh, an audio uh, interview with people like you because you're practicing medicine now. You're practicing a high grade medicine because it's a matter of education. We don't need another study showing plant based diets lower high blood pressure. We know that. We've got to get it out into the zeitgeist that it's cool. To veggie burgers instead of beef burgers that it's okay to order the bean chili instead of the beef chili you know that's the only great sacrifice we're asking but it makes all the difference in the world and so normalizing a plant-based diet is the most important thing i can do and that's why i'm so grateful to uh, be on programs such as yours to get that word out well, you're very inspirational. I'm in the field of psychology, and I have a psychological question for you. So okay. I'm going to throw sure. it at you. All right. So, so once in a while, I'll throw on my Facebook, uh, you know, one of Dr. Greger's studies or, you know, some of your work or, you know, all your colleagues. Said that, thankfully, yep. they've all been on the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, you know, I'm very careful. I don't think it's right to shove it down people's throats. So I just put the study up. And sure. the way I see it is, you know, if, have a look and if it appeals to you, great. And if not, not. I've noticed it elicits anger in people. And I'm sure you've experienced mm, oh, sure. that too. What, what is the psychology? Talk about the zeitgeist. That's the zeitgeist I'm confused about. What is this anger about even hearing this? Why yes. are we resisting it? It's really profound, isn't it? Boy, yeah. it touches something so primordial. Uh, and I don't know. It's tied in, I think, with the with that ancient stereotype the macho man goes out and kills the animal and brings it back to camp and victory and uh, and I need my meat. It's my testosterone proof. And and I, I think it's tied in with uh, you know a lot of the primordial flesh uh, eating uh, rituals. I think uh, that has come incorporated into manhood. I think if women ran this world, I think I think I don't think we would be meat eaters like this. Uh, um, but it, you know, it really strikes that primordial uh, chord uh, it, because it also implies that your mother was wrong, uh, yeah. the government was wrong, the doctors are wrong, um, all the food industries are all wrong. Um, and truth is, <laughs> all that is true. Uh, we, we now know. But oh, that's a threatening thing. They have to admit that. And then I've been wrong. You know, whoever's uh, if you make that change, um, the way I was eating was was, was not healthy. It was was wrong for many reasons. A lot of people just don't want to admit that. It's tied up with motherhood and the way I grew up and my comfort foods and it's the way it's always been and it's American way of eating and you know all that is those are all bricks in the wall of the edifice that wants us keep on eating those burgers and those those steaks and it's, it's healthy and good for us but the truth is it's not the truth is it hurts us and it's hurting this planet and it's hurting our futures and we've got to come to terms with it they can fuss and scream and growl all they want but the truth is they're, as they're sitting there they're spawning colon cancers and positive cancers and breast cancers and clogged arteries and they're spawning these diseases and the, and the earth is getting warmer uh, because 70 billion animals are breathing out carbon dioxide and methane uh, and nitrous oxides coming off the farmers fields that we sprayed nitrous fertilizers on and and meanwhile we can we no matter what meat eating was and I granted it probably got us through those ancient ancient times long ago it did well, it helped us survive it did 
But that's what was. We also used to kill whales. We all, we also used to own black people for slaves. We do, used to do a lot of things. And But there comes a point, you let that recede in the rearview mirror. We used to do this, so we know better now. And flesh eating has to be one of those things. No matter what it was in the past, it's a new era. And we've got, if we want to survive as individuals and as a species, we've got to make that instant, that very hasty evolution to a plant-based diet. And it's just what's being called for at this point and they can argue all they want and get a growl but truth is meat eating is a thing of the past no matter what it was it's time for the plant era to to dawn yeah you know i think that uh, there was a lot of psychology in your answer i think that you hit the hammer on the nail with the uh, there's a bit of ego in there i think there is a bit of ego that we we don't like to find out that we could be wrong it was the same with the smoking i'd love to go into that sure. with you. we're not going to have time what i do want to make sure i cannot end the show without talking about sugar and oil now mm-hmm. i walk around there's cupcakes everywhere sugar sure. is everywhere my kids go to birthday parties Sometimes I just feel like I don't know how I'm even supposed to beat this. What about the sugar? What yeah, about right. yeah, sugar is a flavoring, like cinnamon or uh, uh, or some other uh, nice spice that you add for a particular flavor. But it's not to be eaten as a food. Um, it's one thing to add a half a teaspoon of maple syrup to your tea uh, or a little date sugar. That's fine. It's a flavoring. But when you eat that cupcake, you're eating a chunk of sugar as food. That's the problem. Because when a little pinch of sugar gets in your tea, that's fine. Your body, one pass through your liver, it's gone. But you eat 30, 40 grams of sugar in a cupcake or a donut or a coffee cake or uh, a milkshake. Um, that sh- your body is runs thick, rich with sugar, and it sticks to your proteins uh, all over the body. And it glycosylates them and stiffens them and fractures them and and uh, promotes aging of your tissues. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a good thing to flood your tissues with sugar. And and it is one of those things that ages us. It contributes to premature aging. So um, enjoy. If you want something sweet, have a mango. Have uh, have a papaya. My wife and I used to eat ice cream in the evenings. Now we have blueberries uh, with some almond milk on it. Big deal. You know, it's not that great a sacrifice. It gives, gives us that sweet, creamy uh, dessert sensation, but without the dairy and the, and the sugar that uh, ice cream contains. So it's just a matter of a little jiggle of your taste preferences, and you can enjoy these lovely things. Dr. Copper, you never have a vegan cupcake or a vegan piece of cake ever? Oh, once a year, twice a year. You know, it's okay. a novelty thing. But well, I know what I'm eating it. I'm eating a piece of, I'm eating a chunk of sugar now. I'm very aware now. But okay, yeah, so I'll, 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 well, I'll, I, I, I need to know that once a year I can do it. Yes, once absolutely. Yes, special purpose. dispensation. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we're just about out of time, sadly. Right. In a nutshell, oil. Why is oil now our problem? Because we well, didn't think oil was our problem. Yeah, it's liquid fat in a bottle. There's nothing magic about these oil. If you want fat in your diet, great. Um, have a handful of walnuts, have uh, avocado, uh, have a piece of coconut. Fats are not evil. But when you extract them and you put it into a bottle and you pour it on your food, that fat leaps into your bloodstream. It makes your blood thicker. It changes your hormone levels. Um, 
polyunsaturated oils make cells unstable, increase cancer risk. There's nothing healthy about pouring liquid vegetable fat on your food, if, no matter if it came from an olive or a coconut or any of these. Um, uh, you, there's a w- wonderful cuisine available without oil. You can make salad dressings without it. You can stir fry your vegetables in vegetable broth. Uh, there's no reason to be pouring liquid fat on your food. And when you stop, the food tastes so much better. we got to stop thinking that olive oil is a magic panacea that lets us eat our chicken cacciatore uh, because it's now a Mediterranean diet food or meal. It's not. Now, li- pouring liquid fat on your food is not healthy for you. Uh, um, I can't see any way around that one. Dr. Clapper, um, first of all, I want to thank you so much for taking time out. And, and I want to say a bigger thank you than that. I want to, I want you to know that we all see what you're doing. And uh, I, I can tell you that it's, it's very special. And I, and I'm sure my listeners are well, as well, are very, very grateful to you. Where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you? Uh, best place is on my website, uh, drclapper.com. Again, it's all spelled out, D-O-C-T-O-R-K-L-A-P-E-R.com. Uh, you'll see my speaking schedule there. You'll see lots of videos uh, on all sorts of nutrition-based topics. Uh, uh, and uh, my Q&A section grows every day. Lots of, uh, of uh, answers to very common questions, many of we've touched on today. So go to drclapper.com, and you can uh, contact me through that, uh, that website. Thank you so much for coming on Straight Talk. You're a very special man. Well, thank you, Sandra. It's wonderful getting this word out with you, and you're doing wonderful work to heal this country and this planet. So it's an honor to work with you in this way. Thank you so very much. That means the world to me. Um, before we sign off, I'd like to especially thank everybody for listening to Straight Talk to Sandra Reach, and I'd like to invite you all to come back next week. If you need information on this show, just check out helpforanxietydepression.com. Um, keep in touch with us on our Facebook page. You can listen to the show on the iPhone or iTunes under Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. My name is Sandra Reich. I am humbly here with Dr. Clapper, and I promise I'll help you to learn to live your best life again next Thursday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, keep your eyes on the stars. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and will tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life.